and welcome to our brand new podcast series, Decade of Excellence, Reimagining Human Health. Through this series, we'll be celebrating the 10th anniversary of our bioengineering department here at the University of Texas at Dallas. My name is Shalini Prasad and I am the department head for the bioengineering department. Thank you all for joining in on this particular episode. Today, I'm talking to the winners of the student pitch track competition of the Big Idea competition that happened here in Dallas. And the winners are Glaucomedi. And today I have the winning team, which comprises of two students and one clinician from UT Southwestern. And they're going to talk to us about what got them started, and what this experience has been like and what entrepreneurship means to them individually and how they choose to impact uh, you know, human life through this work. So welcome to this conversation, Jacob, Heba and Karanji. I really appreciate you all doing this. Uh, and first of all, congratulations on winning the Big Idea Competition student track. I'm really proud of this great achievement, especially in the 10th year of bioengineering here at UT Dallas. So with that, let's get started. Perhaps we can go in that order. Can you tell us a little bit about what your winning device is all about and how you all came together as a team to get work on this idea? Thank you so much, Dr. Prashad. And maybe I can start, get the uh, conversation going. The, our device is called Quid Glaucomachant. It is a special device to control uh, intraocular pressure uh, in, in patients with glaucoma. A little background on glaucoma, it is the leading cause of uh, blindness uh, worldwide um, and affects over 4 million uh, Americans in the U.S. and over 75 million people globally. Uh, It is a very complex disease uh, and has a lot of risk factors, uh, but the main ones are high intraocular pressure. That means the eye pressure goes uh, very high and then family history and being uh, uh, nearsighted or myopia, diseases like hypertension, diabetes. So it's a very complex disease, but the one that we can really control is the intraocular pressure. So for centuries, uh, physicians have been trying to control the pressure. Uh, the first uh, option uh, currently is using eye drops, which are very good, but uh, there is a limit to what they can do. And the second one is lasers. Again, they, all, they have all their, their shortcomings. Uh, the most popular way to control pressures nowadays is using uh, a glaucoma drainage device or GDDs. Uh, unfortunately, these devices are bulky. Uh, they, they require a lot of uh, time and dissection. There's a lot of uh, bleeding and uh, in turn, uh, the body reacts with a lot of fibrosis or scar tissue formation. So there's a pretty high, uh, unpredictable, pretty high failure rate and very high unpredictability. So our team, we just got excited about dealing with, you know, glaucoma issues. And I threw the idea of maybe, so right now our shunt is much smaller than the ones available otherwise. Uh, it also has a pressure sensitive well. It releases the aqueous humor in a very controlled fashion. And we also have plans to um, coat it with uh, uh, antifibrotic agent uh, mitomycin C. Uh, in addition, we have devised two microforceps that are going to make uh, insertion of these devices very easy and uh, cut down on the time. In short, we have identified features that are causing uh, unpredictability in the current shunt. 
uh, and we look forward to uh, making a, a prototype and using using in patients very soon. That's a great overview about the the problem statement, Karan Jit. So, Jacob and Heba, how do you, as students, interact with the clinician towards uh, you know understanding the engineering design that goes for this complex medical problem? The collaboration between UTD and UT Southwestern has been outstanding. You know, we were able to finally understand what the brochures of translational medicine had been preaching for decades, which is benchtop to bedside research, something that UTD Bioengineering has been engaging with more and more recently, especially with the creation of the Department of Bioengineering at UT Southwestern. And so by working with clinicians, we were able to identify um, significant medical problems and, um, you know, with our engineering knowledge, we're able to develop solutions, you know, using computational fluid dynamics and computer-aided design with SolidWorks and other softwares to develop devices and, and, and go through several iterations and designs and prototype, you know, whether it's in silico studies or in vitro studies, um, you know, designing experiments that can really, you know, make these devices more optimal and efficient for these patients. Um, you know, we're able to um, go ahead and solve significant problems that these patients are, are facing, which is really, you know, these failing devices. Um, and so by innovating treatment modalities using our in- engineering background and collaborating with physicians and other healthcare professionals, we're able to finally understand what are the driving problems that these patients are facing and how can we use our engineering background to solve those. That is very interesting to hear, especially the relationship between engineering and medicine. And you're absolutely right. The ability to leverage the ecosystems both at the UT Southwestern Medical School and UTD and building a true partnership across it. So uh, going back to the disease itself, uh, Karanjit, could you perhaps talk about, you know, glaucoma being the silent disease that causes blindness and its impact, especially when you think about people with diabetes and and the lack of awareness there is of this disease. And then this platform, this new medical device that your team is working towards, how may it perhaps help people being made aware of this disease and how they may be using this? So if you could speak a little bit to that. Thank you. Well, if I can add a little bit here, one of the reasons why surgical options are not uh, popular among clinicians is the post-op there is a lot of uh, unpredictability. Uh, I think once we have a device which is easy to insert uh, and doesn't require any um, uh, com- complex uh, materials to insert uh, and doesn't require too much dissection, I think this this uh, would uh, increase the awareness, uh, uh, improved outcomes, both by, uh, in, by in the clinical um area and patients uh, as well. So I see patients every day and they are very hesitant about glaucoma surgeries because they're just not happy with the long-term um, care that, that these patients need because of uh, lost dissection. So I think overall making it a, a minimally invasive glaucoma surgery uh, would be beneficial to, to everyone. I also want to add to that these devices have been shown to fail um, to have a failure rate of 
every year. And so if you if you look at a five-year timeline, that's 50% failure rate for these devices. And so the failure rates are astronomical. You know, clinicians want a device that is more predictable, like Dr. Pierre was saying. And if we and we have spent um, thousands of hours identifying what are the problems with the current devices in the market, and how we how can we develop um, engineering solutions and and design and not reinvent the wheel, but design a better device that can minimize those complications post-op. And so, with longevity in mind and a a lot of time and research put into the overall design. I mean, we've, we've been through 50 design iterations and now we're at the prototyping phase where we're starting to validate our computational studies um, using, you know, CFD and ANSYS and Fluent. So, you know, now we're at the stage where um, we can see the impact that our engineering solutions have had, you know, so far with the, the, with the, um, the augmentation of these devices. Thank you for making this uh, great explanation of the use case, which is very important to understand because uh, while there is some level of awareness of glaucoma and coming from the Indian subcontinent myself, where it is very prevalent, uh, but, you know, the understanding and the knowledge that goes behind uh, the need to get this disease assessed early and then following it through is perhaps not where it needs to be. What you're saying is very important from a public health standpoint, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, let's kind of go a little bit deep dive into each of your individual backgrounds. Can you speak about that and how you all came together as a team to go for this big idea competition? And, and I know that's the first step towards commercialization. So maybe after that, we could talk a little bit about the commercialization arc as well. All right. Um, so Heba here. So as for myself, I've always had an interest uh, for math and science, and I also had a passion for helping people and engaging where I can make a change or I can make a difference in someone's life. And so with that, I chose biomedical engineering as something to pursue in my life because it allowed me to bridge that medicine and engineering into one thing. Um, and so during undergrad, I had a few projects uh, regarding ophthalmology, and I also had a pharmaceutical background as a pharmacy tech. And with that, I, you know, I got all the experience with ophthalmology and research and understanding really problems in between. Later on, once I graduated, I actually became a research and development engineer at B. Brown Medical. It's a company uh, with medical and pharmaceutical background, um, and it's the leader for infusion therapy pumps. Um, right now, we're actually working on creating a device that's inventory to help patients, you know, at home or somewhere away from a hospital setting. And so with that, I see that I can bridge most of the things that I'm learning as a research and development engineer at Braun into something with glaucomedy because we're both working on taking a device to market. Um, I'm also a master's student in biomedical engineering at UT Dallas. And I'm really proud of that because it's, you know, all, all the skills, everything that I'm just going through with my classes as a, as a student in my, you know, industry background, it's always leading me towards pushing uh, my understanding into glaucomedy and making sure that I'm putting it uh, a number one. My interest has been in glaucoma for over 30 years. Uh, we have um, a huge number of patients at UT Southwestern and Parkland Hospital, Children's Hospital, and the VA Hospital. Uh, so there is a there is a great demand for uh, treating uh, glaucoma. 
And over the years, we, we train um, nine residents every year, uh, two glaucoma fellows, and uh, I've been uh, working with international fellows as well who, who spend one year with me or two years uh, uh, doing research. So uh, beside that, I, I am involved with a lot of uh, um, charitable work. Uh, I have done surgeries uh, almost in every continent. Uh, and and I, I was dismayed and and uh, discouraged because the uh, the shunt surgery, which I believe should be very successful and very predictable, uh, was not was not there. And as I mentioned before, our group met at the uh, UT Southwestern um, Bio uh, Med Hackathon in November 2019, and that's where we we got all started. So um, Jacob here. I just want to say I'm a senior biomedical engineering student here at UT Dallas, and starting in fall 2020, I'll be pursuing a dual MD, PharmD at Texas Tech, and and I've done research in ophthalmology for the last five years, you know, from institutions like Texas A&M, UT Dallas, UT Southwestern, Stanford, and so I've had, you know, interest in ophthalmology for quite some time now. And when I heard about the the problems facing glaucoma specialists today, I realized that the application of my research in microfluidics with Dr. Schmicki's lab here at UTD and wound healing and medical device development that I've been engaging with um, with the Department of Bioengineering, I realized that that struck you know our passion to start developing devices and entrepreneurship. And I've launched several startups. I had my first startup when I was 17 in the healthcare and AI sector. Um, and I've launched, you know, five cents. And so entrepreneurship has always been something I've been um, attracted to. And I feel like, you know, UT Dallas has given me the platform um, with, with our team to go ahead and, and really um, inspire us to, to, to innovate and, and take this to the next level. And so um, that's why we're really, we're really excited to see how we can continue engaging with UT Dallas Department of Bioengineering and the wonderful clinicians we have here, and also Blackstone Launchpad and the Venture Development Center to take this, you know, to the next level. Thank you for giving us the diversity in your backgrounds and helping us understand that you need a multidisciplinary background to essentially design and develop a medical device. So let me ask you then a follow-on question to that. How have you been able to leverage the environments at UTD and UT Southwestern towards achieving the level of success you have? And how, in your mind, does innovation and entrepreneurship help you advance in what you see as your personal as well as professional career? Um, you know, we're able to um, collaborate with physicians from UT Southwestern, engineers from UT Dallas, scientists from both UTD and UT Southwestern, and create such a dynamic and passionate team, you know, multidisciplinary team working together to solve one problem, and that is innovating the current failing treatment modalities, you know, whether it's a shunt or whether it's um, the way we're delivering these shunts to patients. And, um, you know, UT Southwestern enables us to have access to cutting-edge research and technology to, sol to solve these problems. Um, as a premier institution committed to clinical science and UTD's, you know, fearless bioengineers and basic scientists, you know, who are ready to take on any, any challenge that comes their way. Um, the collaboration between these two very different fields um, allowed us to find a common ground, a common problem, 
and exemplifies how clinicians and basic scientists can work together to change the landscape of the Dallas innovation ecosystem right here at UT Dallas. So, um, you know, I think we have a lot of talent here in North Texas. And I think, you know, our device and our startup sheds light on how these collaborations between UTD and UT Southwestern can be used to innovate, you know, hundreds of other treatment modalities as well. Now, to answer your question about um, innovation entrepreneurship, as we know, we live in a highly competitive world. And so innovation is what really sets us apart from other mousetraps that may have not been as efficient, like Dr. Kuhner was saying in the beginning of the podcast, um, to what we can achieve now with the advancements in technology. And so our goal is to really develop an umbrella of products, sort of a company, and not just one product. Um, you know, you know, we really want to start developing multiple products that can revolutionize the entire ophthalmic medical device market. And so we've always done this, you know, engineers and clinicians uh, working together with the patients in mind. And we think that, um, you know, for example, when, I, when I'm visiting Dr. Kuhner in the Aston Clinic at East Southwestern or the VA um, healthcare system, I've, I've been able to meet dozens of his patients and you know, Dr. Kuhner is doing the best he can to treat these patients with the treatment he has available. But we believe that we can continue building up upon um, these devices and um, building these outstanding products um, with innovation in mind. And But innovation doesn't, doesn't really just mean reinventing the wheel. We want to take the pre-existing treatments, the therapies, uh, identify the key problems associated with them and make our patients' road better health possible. Um, by innovating these devices. And that's exactly what we've done here with Glucomedy. Um, we've learned from the collaboration between UTD and UT Southwestern, um, you know, between bioengineering and clinical practice, that changing technology should be incorporated to help these patients. Here at Glucomedy, our team, Dr. Kuhner and Hiba, and our other engineers, we took our aptitude, our desire, our love for research and reading literature and, and, and identifying these problems, you know, reading clinical able to engage with something, you know, like computational studies and silico studies. And we're able to continue innovating and building our company, you know, with, with all the resources we have available to us. You know, for example, the mentors at UTD and UT Southwestern, or, you know, the physicians and technical advisors who are helping us validate our, our ideas. And so that is the wonderful um, example of how we can all work together in this, in this multidisciplinary ecosystem of engineers and physicians and entrepreneurs and really, you know, make a difference in these patients' lives. And that's what we're really excited about. And we look forward to creating um, hundreds of more collaborations um, between dozens of companies and individuals here in the next decade. And we're here to stay for the long term. Um, so thank you. Yeah, I think Jacob uh, answered that very well. Um, um, to add on to that, I think the resources that we've gotten from both sides, whether it's from UT Southwestern uh, Medical Center or from UT Dallas, has been uh, outstanding. I mean, we've gotten to meet with a lot of people with, within entrepreneurship space, as well as people from the clinical space that were just able to tell us really what the problems they face in the clinic and how we can make it better. Um, with our device or how we can, you know, try to think of things differently when it comes to the clinical standpoint. Another thing is that UT Southwestern has always helped out when it came to writing grants, for example. 
although we've all been in the research background, they've allowed us to, you know, work with grant specialists and resources that would help us make an excellent pitch at one point. And uh, we do definitely appreciate that here at Comedy. Let me ask the final question. What's next for Glocomedy? What happens now? Now that you have some visibility with this BIC win, some resources, where do you go from here? That's a great question. Um, to be very completely honest with you, we are at the early stages and there's going to be so bumps, so many bumps along the way for us. Um, and we're ready to tackle on that. With that said, you know, we do have the, the vision of a successful run company that meets the needs for the patients with our own expertise and we're, with our growing experience in the biomedical industry as well as in, you know, the entrepreneurship state, state space and becoming a startup. With that, we want to collaborate a lot with institutions uh, for ophthalmology research. And in the next five years, we do want to fully commercialize our medical devices and under, of course, the regulatory bodies like FDA and uh, the EU. Uh, we hope to also witness, you know, the use of our product into the hands of ophthalmologists. And that's, that's I think, what we're all looking forward to at the end of the day is to see it happen in action right there in the moment. Um, wonderful explanation, Hiba. And um, Dr. Kuhner and, and Hiba and I, we always, we always joke around and say we want to be the Tesla of the Glaucoma Innovation. And um, it is unfortunate how clinicians, you know, these surgeons don't have reliable devices that they can implant in their patients. And so the future of glaucomedy, we want to continue developing products, you know, um, in the ophthalmic medical device sector to help these patients. And we're working on some really high-tech novel contact lenses, for example, where we can, you know, engage in diagnostics. And um, so um, the future of our startup we want to continue um, making an impact in this market, and we're really confident that our products can can go ahead and, and help these patients on their better their better path to health. Um, in the next five years, uh, we hope to continue collaborating with startup companies um, and other um, manufacturers here in, in, in the Dallas area and across the nation. Um, you know, for example, we had the chance to collaborate with Dr. Voigt's group, also in the Department of Bioengineering, with his startups, Adaptive 3D and Qualia, where now we're working together to fine-tune our materials, um, you know, and we're applying for various grants together, um, you know, like an SBIR, um, to make that happen. So um, we have a long road ahead of us, but we are all energetic and excited to see how we can make this happen. And we are here for the long term, like I said before. Um, and um, we are passionate and ready to take this to the next level. And we want to continue, you know, working with the Department of Bioengineering here at UTD um, for the years to come um, to really, you know, continue innovating our products. Well, I wish you all the very best. Uh, this team is simply amazing. And we are looking forward to seeing what great new heights you will all scale. And hopefully in the, in the timeline that uh, you have all indicated, we get to see uh, the impact of your innovation. And it is truly, you know, the vision of a clinical problem identified by a clinician uh, where the partnership between engineering and medicine begins. 
and it really builds together. And we are so happy that you know, it has evolved from our local ecosystem of the two sister institutions, UTD and UT Southwest. And we hope to see many more like you and we wish you all the very best. Thank you so much for your time and this lovely chat. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Prasad. Thank you so much for your time and for having us today. You know, as we say at UTD, the future is bright. And so we're looking forward to all the, the enjoyment that we have.